the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When Rick and Dan are on the radio, it's just another Maniac Monday on Faith Talk Atlanta. Come on, boys. Make some noise. It is Faith Talk Atlanta, the Monday edition. And yeah, we can call this a Maniac Monday. It started with traffic this morning. And um, yeah, I don't think the traffic's let up yet. Just I don't a little, think bit, so. Never. little bit of rain, and, and, and Atlanta just loses its mind. Uh-huh. I don't know what the deal is. But uh, yeah, welcome to a Monday. Uh, Rick is out today. Rick is hanging out with his uh, parents on the South Side because mm-hmm. uh, his mom's just not uh, doing well. So if you would be uh, in prayer for his mom, uh, she's having some tests run tomorrow. So uh, he'll be out for a couple of days. But uh, Tiana is here, That's definitely. Right. And uh, despite having a, a run in with a, a couch and yep. a cat that was on it or something like that, <laughs> we'll find out about that. And uh, also on the show today, the one and only, uh, what is it that Rick calls you? Reverend. Re- the Reverend. Yes, Reverend. That's right. The Most he has High. Many names. <laughs> <laughs> His Holiness. Uh, Bradley Hamilton is here. How's it going, guys? Man, Good. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you're a little stopped up, too. It's just something yeah. in the air today. Yeah. <laughs> It's so weird. So uh, we're, we're glad that you're here. We're going to be uh, mm-hmm. featuring, uh, well, I shouldn't say featuring a new feature, starting a new feature today yeah. uh, that Bradley's going to be a part of and uh, kind of run. It's really cool. So we'll tell you all about that uh, in just a little bit as well. But let's uh, talk about the weekend, first of all. Um, what happened, Tiana? You came in today just sniffling and sneezing. And, and you said your eye was puffy. I don't see that. It, but. I tried to cover it with makeup the best that I could, mm-hmm. but I'm just very, I'm trying not to look anybody directly in the <laughs> eye today because I'm very aware of how swollen it looks. Yeah. Um, but I just moved into a new apartment and one of the girls that used to live there had a cat right. and that same couch was in the apartment. So there, like I've noticed, like there's like a few pieces of like, hair on it but i've been Mm -hmm. like okay it's fine it's fine well i fell asleep on the couch last night with my face right on the pillow Uh, there you go and i woke up and my whole eye was swollen shut and i i was very panicked i was like what's going on it's the cat yeah (laughs) and it's the cat yep Mm -hmm. and my throat was so scratchy but we're pushing through again i just think that's holy spirit discernment (laughs) (laughs) and and how is that bradley (laughs) because your body should react that way to cats i don't know yeah so you're saying cats are from satan is that what you're saying you know, spawn yeah, of hey, Satan. you said it, not me. <laughs> right, right, more or I less. See. <laughs> I see how it works. Okay, you know, it, it might also be you know because you just recently moved ITP inside the perimeter. I did, and I say that's what it is. You're allergic to <laughs> ITP because uh, you know OTP is where it's at, really. Right. So. Well, mm, debatable, mm. Okay. debatable. Right. Well, <laughs> I think OTP happening right now. What's that? Showdown happening right <laughs> now. I know. I think OTP is where it's at, and that's where you used to be. You were just far, too far, far, OTP. far away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You were too far OTP. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. And Anyway, uh, did you do anything else fun and interesting this weekend? Yes, I went to the Gabby Awards in Jekyll Island this weekend. Really? Yes, which was really fun. Did we win anything? We did. We actually won the Merit Award for Best Use of Digital Social Media. Very cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. Because that's you. That's you and Abby. That's right, yeah. Very good. Way to go. Thank you. It was really fun. So Rick and I didn't win Best Show in in all of Georgia. No. Honorable mention. Okay. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> next year, Gabby's. Okay. Whatever. So, well, that's cool. I'm yeah, glad you got Yeah, it was a really great that. time. I didn't even know that was going on this week. Yes. Weekend. Aaron went. Aaron Williams went okay. with us. And then yeah. my new roommate went. 
And it was really fun. And we had a little beach day yesterday. Really? Yeah. It was right. awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And um, so this was not, because on Friday during Church Chat, you talked about a singles event that you were going to. That was not this weekend, Oh, right? it, no. That's on Tuesday. That's tomorrow night at Buckhead okay. Church. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see how my eye is doing. So <laughs> You can just walk around like, like winking at people. Hey, like, hey boys. Hey, how you doing? Huh? <laughs> we'll might, see. Uh, it might get you some dates. You never well, know. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> okay. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we're, we'll be anxious to hear Wednesday or Thursday all about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay. All right. What about you, Bradley? What'd you do this weekend? I got to be honest. I did almost nothing. Really? I had a Good for you. just weekend of rest. I've had a crazy summer, been out of the country, out of town. So I just chilled, went to the lake a little bit, yeah. spent some time with some family. That's about it. You did not lay your face where a cat once was. And, uh, <laughs> I try and avoid that at all possible. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You should learn from that. I Tiana. know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being out of town, uh, out of country, I want to I want to talk to you about that in this segment. You went to Israel just yeah. recently. Tell us all about Israel and how cool it was. Man, it's incredible. And I think that's the hard thing is everyone says, oh, tell me how it was. Yeah. It's so hard to put Where do you start? all of that mm-hmm. experience into words. But just an amazing place. So cool to see all the things that I've always read about um, right in front of me and mm-hmm. very historically there. And man, just an, an awesome experience. What 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 was some of the most, uh, the coolest things that you did and, and saw and just being able to know that this is where Jesus was? What, mm-hmm. what was life changing or, or at least spirit changing for you? Yeah. I, one of my favorite parts, I think, was walking the Via Dolorosa and mm-hmm. going from the Garden of Gethsemane to the cross. And they have stations all along the way right. where you stop, you read scripture, you like think about what happened and you just kind of have these reflective moments. And it was really cool to, to just realize, man, this happened yeah. and mm-hmm. we're standing where it was. And so, yeah, that was really cool. Tell me about the uh, Garden of Gethsemane. W- was it what you were expecting? Was it completely different than what you were expecting? What yeah. was that like? Well, it's crazy how they've really kept that space um, very true to what it used to look like. So right. you can, and it's, it's a lot smaller, the whole town. I mean, all of Jerusalem was so small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just mind blowing to me how you could really see everything in a day. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I think it hopefully, you know, from what we're told, looked a lot like it did then and yeah. was just really small right outside the walls. It was incredible. Very cool. And you also uh, hung out with some gypsies or something like that. Tell, tell us about that out in the <laughs> desert. About gypsies. We Not did gypsies, go into, okay. into Jordan um, for a few days and we got to live with some Bedouin people in tents out in the desert. And uh, so that was pretty surreal. We rode camels and, and did all of that. So that's awesome. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Bradley what? is one of the coolest people I know. <laughs> like, this is insane right now. I live vicariously through yeah. Bradley. Uh-huh. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's very awesome. All right. Anything else that just uh, that blew you away? I mean, did you get to see uh, the, the tomb where he was? Did you go in the Jordan? What else did you do? Yeah, we did. We did all of that. We uh, went to the baptism site. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of my favorite parts was they actually have the spot where they believe the the cross was in the rock and you oh, yeah. can reach your hand through and touch that spot. Wow! Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously to, to be a part of that. So. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah. Wow! Very cool. Yeah. Israel. All right. So now when awesome. you teach about it with your yeah. with your youth, you can say, okay, well, I was here and this is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And show some pictures and stuff. Yeah. That's the hope. It really changed mentally what scripture looks like to me, you know, awesome. and that was awesome. So I'd encourage anyone to go for sure. Yeah. Did, did it change you spiritually? Do you think? I mean, yeah. or did it deepen your faith? Mm-hmm. Or what? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one, just seeing the religious culture there and how 
much they honor that and um that was really cool and just the historical side of it mm-hmm. was awesome to see because sometimes we feel so removed from that yeah and right. so to be back in it um was really cool very cool and of course one thing that uh, by the way we're talking with bradley hamilton from lifebridge church one thing that people always say when you talk about going to israel it's like oh i don't know if i feel safe did you feel safe over there i felt incredibly safe i did mean you? there are security guards everywhere um, tourism is one of their biggest sources of the economy, right. so they are very helpful, very friendly. And the cool thing is there are so many different religions living all right next to each other. Right. And this doesn't make the news, but what was really cool to me was how, man, these different religions, are they get along with one another. They're very loving and hospitable to one another, right. and they're doing life next to each other. Mm-hmm. And too often we only see the reports of fighting right. or conflict over in the Middle East and right. not all of these religions coming together and doing life alongside of each other. And so I felt very safe and, and really welcomed. All right. And real quick, you told me about the Wailing Wall and how cool that was seeing seeing the Jews there and, and praying. And just uh, you told me just a cool story about that. Tell, tell me about the Wailing Wall. Yeah. I mean, what was so cool to me, because, you know, they, they think that's the closest um, you can get to God's presence for the Jewish people. Right. And I was very challenged by their faith and their passion because, man, they, they move their whole lives to be near Jerusalem, to be near this wall. And every morning they'll bring their kids. They do the ritual. They, they come as close to this wall as possible and pray and just to be close to God. Mm-hmm. What was convicting to me is that, man, I have the presence of God and Jesus Christ mm-hmm. with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet how often do I wake up and go, oh, I'll get to my quiet time or, you know, oh, at some point I'll, mm-hmm. I'll press into God's presence when, man, I have it available to me. And just like they do. And yet they're moving their lives there and, and they're wow. showing up early mm-hmm. in the morning and crying at this wall. And so I don't know. That was just really um, convicting to yeah. me and, yeah, and challenging. Definitely. Wow. Uh, challenging to me just to hear about yeah. it, to, to know I've got the presence of the Holy Spirit that they're dying to have. Yeah. Uh, and yet we have that in us every day and we take it for granted. Take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very cool. All right. So Israel, go today. Yes. According to Bradley. <laughs> so make make your trip because you're single and you can do this very cheaply now. Yes, so, that's right. So do it before you have a family and you've got three uh-huh. kids. And it I've t- got about like 35 years, do you? I, would, I would think. <laughs> do you, you think so? <laughs> that's how things are going now. <laughs> I, I'm saying two days because you got the uh, singles event coming up. So I'm, I'm giving you a couple oh, of yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, in just a couple minutes, we're going to start. I'll tell you about a new feature. Well, actually, let's tell you about it right now and then we'll, uh, we'll do the interview. Sure. Uh, we decided... Um, as as because you brought to because I can't talk, um, <laughs> you brought down one of your youth one day and we had lunch. Yeah, and and as we were sitting there, I thought, how cool would it be to tell people about youth and what they're doing these days? Because you don't necessarily always hear uh, the positive side of youth, right? And mm-hmm. and how some of them really are getting deep spiritually. And so we thought, let's let's spotlight some of these. And so whether Rick likes it or not, we're going to call it Youth Spotlight <laughs> uh, because Rick's not here to uh, to say whether, gonna, there you whether go. he Guys. likes the, today, so. the name. <laughs> you got the mic. So we're going to call it Youth Spotlight. Tiana, do you like that? I do. You yeah. vote in favor of that? All yeah. right. So Rick gets voted. Sorry, Rick. All right. Youth Spotlight is what we're going to call it. And we thought, who better to, to do this than Bradley? Because you work with youth all the time. Uh, and you get to see P, uh, some of these youth and, and how they are just living out their faith. You want to yeah. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I think that's um, one of the coolest parts of this segment is that too often youth and teenagers are spotlighted for the wrong reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We, right. We only see the things on the news of, of kids growing up and making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And yet so often I get to hear stories of amazing teenagers doing incredible things, discovering their gifts and stepping out in mission more than a lot of adults I know. Right. And mm-hmm. so we just really wanted to say, hey, let's spotlight some of them and their stories because 
these guys are doing incredible things and no one even knows their name. And so we just want to say, man, how encouraging is it to see, you know, kids and students do awesome things? All right. We will hear from the first uh, set of students that uh, that you talk to, that we talk to. uh, And they are really young students, too. Yeah. You'll hear all about that in just a minute. It's Faith Talk Live without Rick with Dan, Tiana and Bradley. We'll be right back after this. Talk to five. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh yeah, it's the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live with uh, Dan Radcliffe. Rick Probst is out today. Bradley Hamilton is here. LifeBridge Church, the uh, youth pastor, Reverend Most High, Holy... I'm not sure what all else uh, Rick usually calls you, but... uh, He has so many titles. He does, he does, and you you wear them well. You really do. (laughs) And uh, we are excited to tell you about a new feature that we're starting here. I don't know how often we're going to do it. Maybe once a month, twice a month, however uh, we decide to do it. But it's called Youth Spotlight. And uh, because Bradley is a youth pastor and you get to hang out with youth all the time and see some of the cool things we're doing, we thought, let's put a spotlight on what some of the youth in Atlanta are doing. Right. Yeah, I can't wait for this segment. There are so many students and kids out there doing incredible things. And so we're just going to give them a a place to share their story. Awesome. So tell us about the first group of kids that we talked to here. Yeah, so this is awesome. There are some kids at our church who... I mean, this was totally their choice, their decision. They decided, let's uh, come together. They were fifth graders at the time when they started wow. this. They're, they're now sixth and seventh graders, um, and they're still doing it. But they said, how can we reach um, kids in our community? And so they started something they call Hope Church, and uh, it's incredible. Wow. Um, so this is going to be a really great interview with them. All right. This is uh, Caden Sizemore, uh, his cousins, Colin and Braden Sizemore, and a friend of theirs, Wesley Richardson, who run Hope Church. And so we started off just by asking Caden, how did Hope Church come about? So it's called Hope Church, first of all. And uh, it got started because I feel like sometimes in church, they underrate kids' ministry. So I wanted to really make a church that focused directly on kids' ministry. All right. And um, so what was it that made you go, this is a good idea. I think we're just going to start our own church. So uh, one day, I don't know, we we were kind of just like, wouldn't it be cool if we made a community church that invited like the whole neighborhood and see how many kids we that could show up? So we started planning, and um, so Cullen is a worship minister, and I'm the uh, lead minister. And so we started just doing this in our basement, and we uh, Braden as our tech, he made us uh, a logo and everything. So we have it. We had it on our TV that was downstairs, and we were doing uh, these little like fifteen minute services every Wednesday. And so this went on for a whole year, and then this next year, which was uh, this following year, um, we started doing outdoors uh, because it got so big that we couldn't do it in our basement anymore. So we have this huge platform deck that used to be a treehouse, but now we use it as. Um, as uh, our deck for the stage, and then we have uh, probably like 15 kids, 15 to 20 kids coming every service. So That's awesome. It's just kids from the neighborhood, yeah, and they kid, bring friends too? Kids or? from the neighborhood, also just people we know that we've invited to come. So people have started showing up, and it's it's really cool. All right. Cullen, talk about leading worship, uh, especially for kids your age. First of all, did you know anything about leading worship? Uh, did you play any instruments, and how do you go about doing it? Um, well, um, I don't, I never like knew how to play instruments. I've just always had a good voice. I kind of got it from my parents, but, um, yeah, I just knew that like God kind of wanted me to like use my talents to glorify him and stuff. So yeah, I just, since a part of this church, um, they needed a worship pastor. So 
I decided that like I can do that stuff because I can sing. So yeah, and I'll just get a karaoke off of YouTube and just like sing to that. How do you get kids? Because a lot of times uh, in worship, you see kids just with their hands in their pocket, just standing there, not singing or anything. How do you get kids to to sing along and and truly worship? Well, um, so actually, like like uh, when when uh when uh the church just like started this year, like the start of uh, the church's year. Um, like they they were doing what he said, like with their hands in the pockets and stuff. But um, but like I said, I uh, sang the same songs over again, like some of them, and like I'd add like maybe a new one in there. And like actually, like uh, yesterday uh, when we did church, like they started singing and like worshiping to what I was doing, and it, it felt really good. Awesome. All right, Braden, step up to the mic there. Talk about your role because a lot of people don't think that a lot goes into a worship service. You know, that's outside of praise and worship and the, and the teaching, but a lot does. And, and you handle a lot of that. Talk about your role. Um, well, my role is I'm the tech person at Hope Church. Um, a lot goes on behind the scenes. Um, so I like to, well, what I do is we download karaoke versions of songs that Cullen um, sings to. And um, so what we do is I download the songs, put them in a playlist. And um, then I make sure that they're in order, and I play the songs, and uh, yeah. Talk about what God is doing, what you think God is doing through you and your and your role in the church. I mean, I think God is doing awesome things through the church and through me. It's uh, it's really helping, you know, connect through stuff. Awesome. So. All right, Wesley, step up to the mic there. You're the you're the newest member. Tell us about your role at the at Hope Church. Yeah, so um, so one day, Caden uh, told me that they started a church, and um, he asked me to be the executive pastor, so I prayed over it with my mom, and then that same day, I called my dad, and he said, if this was really what, what you want to do, he's like, you just do it. So then I texted Caden back, and I said I wanted to do it, so um, yesterday was my second time speaking. Awesome. And so what what is your role as executive pastor? What do you do? Um, basically, I kind of help Caden a little bit so then he can help everybody else. So then, yeah, so I just keep up with everything that he does. So you keep Caden straight. Yeah. And and that helps everything run smoother, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So what would you say is like, what is your favorite story or impact that you've seen already in the kids that are coming? Um, so actually this happened not too long ago. Um, it was really cool. So, um, this kid that's going to our church, he, we're really good friends with him, and we've been friends with him for, like, four years now. And so um, he's been going since pretty much day one. And this past year, or this this last year that we did it, um, this kid just got baptized and accepted Christ. And he did a little video on what was some of the influences that had that. And he said that really the one main influence was Hope Church. And that really was awesome. To see that kids are actually taking Hope Church and taking it seriously and learning from it is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, we talk all the time uh, to students because so many students feel like, well, I'm just a kid. And so I can't really have an impact. Maybe one day I can do big things for God. And yet you guys are having such an impact at your age in your community. Um, What would you guys say? And maybe a couple can answer. But what would you guys say to a student to let them know that they can be used? Um, well, uh, if God like God can call you into many things, like it doesn't have to be ministry. 
Uh, like, it can be, like, simple things like helping someone, like, when they drop their stuff or just things, like, even at school, you know. It doesn't always have to be ministry. And, like, even for a kid, they might not think that they can do stuff because they're just a kid. But God might be calling them into things now. And, like, the little things can make big influences and big impacts on kids our age. Yeah, like, um... God can use many kids in many ways. And one way is that I actually decided that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Because just like simply one kid called me to a little church. And now I've decided this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So, yeah, God can use kids in many ways. Just as Cullen, Braden, and Caden use us in many ways. Anybody, especially adults, look at you guys and go, what are you, what are you guys doing? You're, you're kids. What do you mean you have a church? I mean, like doubting a little bit at all? <laughs> um, I don't think we've uh, gotten any hate yet, but um, <laughs> uh, as as small as it is, um, and and the people that come, we know a lot of really a really nice people. We have a very good community around us, and so um, I don't think we're uh, ever gonna see any hate for doing anything. And even as like we, it, it's. It's simply just doing the nice things, like inviting them, because that's not you. You, you don't get made fun of for doing nice things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the it's the little things that you do that that want kids to come. And so if I don't know if I, I, we haven't seen any of that yet. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, like uh, my church did a camp this year, and so um, these girls they actually accepted Christ at the camp. But the thing is, they. They had actually anxiety attacks because they didn't want to go home because they know that their parents would hate that the fact that they just accepted Jesus. So the fact that that can happen to us, hopefully we'll understand what to do and like to deal with the parent. Because, I mean, I probably learned that from my dad. He's dealt with it a few times. But, you know, it can happen at any point where a parent gets mad that a kid accepted Christ or because they they don't like the religion that it's in or they don't like they don't like it at all. So it could happen at any point, but hopefully we'll know what to do to say or whatever we want to do with that. All right. Once again, that's the guys from Hope Church, Caden, Cullen, Braden, and Wesley. That's part one of the interview. We'll hear part two right after this. This is Youth Spotlight with the one and only Right Reverend Bradley. 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 You're now Bradley instead of Bradley. I'll take it. (laughs) Bradley Hamilton. We'll hear more of that interview right after this on Faith Talk Live. They're in the sweet spot of their mediocre radio careers. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Yep, it's the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live without Rick. Uh, Dan Ratcliffe here, though, and uh, here with Bradley Hamilton, the pastor, youth pastor of LifeBridge Church in Kennesaw. And we're talking about uh, a new feature that we're doing called Youth Spotlight. And uh, Bradley is doing that and talking with some of the youth here in Atlanta. Well, you will be talking with youth here in Atlanta. Yeah. And just featuring what they're doing and uh, and how they're living out their faith and, man, what we adults can learn from them, which is quite a bit, actually. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll continue our interview with uh, Colin, Caden, Cullen, Braden, and Wesley here in just a second. I need to tell you about a, a free book that you can get, though, called No Longer a Slumdog. You can get it absolutely free just going to uh, faithtalkatlanta.com. It's a book by the uh, the folks uh, for in uh, Gospel for Asia. Great book that will uh, just inspire you. It's a book about uh, thousands of children living in slum conditions in Asia, uh, real children sharing their real stories of need and how God intervened to redeem them with his love. So if you want to find out more about that and get that free book, just go to Faith Talk Atlanta. 
Com. All right, if you'll uh, introduce again the four guys that we're talking to, and uh, we'll continue with the interview about yeah, Hope Church. Absolutely, yeah. These are four guys from our church, and they were in fifth grade, and they said, man, we're not going to wait till someday when we're older to do something big for God. We're going to start right now. Yeah. And so they developed something they call Hope Church, and it's a way to reach kids in their community, in their neighborhood. And it's amazing. And, you know, some of you need to just pull out a notepad right now because the things they had to say, like, <laughs> you might not even have ever taken notes in church, but today you're going to take some notes from these kids because, right. man, they just have some awesome things to say. Awesome. Well, let's continue on with the interview about Hope Church. So you guys have also um, been tackling some causes that you felt really heavy on your heart. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, a couple of church uh, churches participate in this. So we wanted to start uh, really influencing this. Last year, um, we didn't um, do too much to raise money for anything. And I focused, it was one service at the last service that I asked for tithe. And we got $15 last year that we put to buy um, probably like five backpacks that we uh, went and did the organization uh, Burgers and Backpacks. And so this year, it, it was crazy. So we, I started really focusing on tithe every single service that I didn't do last year. So we asked for every single service, and um, pretty much every kid brought in tithe. So we raised over a hundred dollars this year for burgers and backpacks we got 10 backpacks and all of them were chocked full of supplies so that's, that's awesome. what we did this year yeah Very let me ask you guys a couple, couple more questions because i know you'll, you'll have to get going first of all what does it mean for a kid because you guys are all the same age as the people that are coming to the church mm-hmm. what does it mean for for kids your age to have a church that's led by kids your age does that make sense how, how does that change the way you worship, does it, and, and what does it mean? Um, well, a church ran by kids, for kids, like mostly in main services, you see a lot of kids with their parents in main worship, not even doing anything, maybe not even listening because they just don't understand. But a church ran by kids, for kids, it's like kids who come, they can connect with what Jesus is saying and also feel included in the service. So they just feel more of a good connection to Jesus. Yeah, like uh, like Braden said, there's like there's four kids their age running it, so they feel like that they're in like a good community where it's like only kids surrounding them, so they know that it's okay to put your hands up and like praise God with all you have, and because you know they feel like they're in a completely surrounded ministry by only kids, so they feel like that that's a good environment for them. Yeah, I think at times also, and for especially for kids, and I know when I was little and I didn't understand what was happening in the church um i feel like littler kids that might not understand in uh older groups like they said but also it can be a little less awkward sometimes and sometimes a kid talking to a kid is a lot less awkward and so they can it's a lot easier to relate from a kid to a kid from a kid to a grown-up so i think it's a lot less awkward and they just feel more open to talk all right, I'm going to ask one more question. If you, if each of you will answer it um, separately, we'll start with you, Caden. What has God taught you? Uh, what has God done in your life through starting up Hope Church and leading Hope Church? Yeah, so um, two things. Last year, I had to uh, prepare a sermon um, every week. So I was uh, getting deeper into the Word and studying it more, and that really helped uh, refresh my understanding of Jesus and God. But also, this year, I've gotten to read the Word more than I ever have before. 
because more of these kids have been coming for a lot of years, and so uh, you teach something different every service. So you're digging deeper into the Word and understanding more. So it's cool to be able to research that and be able to dive into the Bible more and get to know God a little more and come closer to Him. Uh, yeah, um, like with worship, because... Cause I like you like uh, when earlier when we were talking about kids like it, it's like they just like put their hands in their pockets and they don't do anything. Well, when I like because I have to learn the lyrics to songs and memorize them. But if you go back and listen to the lyrics, they mean something really deep and relates to giving glory to God. So I I just thought like learning three songs a day and like learning the lyrics like if, if you listen to them, they, it has a good meaning. All right. So um, I've kind of learned that um. Like, so my dad uh, grew up in a Christian community, and he grew up to actually be a pastor. So, like, the first time I spoke, uh, which was a couple weeks ago, I was I was reading my Bible, and my hands were shaking so hard I couldn't even read the words. But then once I got, like, a few verses in, I felt like, wow, this is right at home for me. Hmm. So what I've learned is that kind of, like, this is what I want to do with my future, and, like, God called me to something that's really good too and um i wasn't eavesdropping or anything but i heard my mom talking to my aunt the other day and she said that she just likes me studying my bible every week and just learning god's word better and just coming closer to him very cool Braden. well i think god has helped me learn and understand that i can use many of my talents to help a bigger cause and to help bring more kids to jesus And um, just like little simple things like organizing songs or making sure everything's working can really make a big impact and make something really great for kids to understand and get a great connection to Jesus. Awesome. And I know that was the last one, but I do have one more question. Whoever wants to answer it, what is a home run for you guys with Hope Church? If if you understand what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, I actually have a a, a really good um, home run as you would say. So um, me and my Braden, when we moved into the neighborhood, um, well, I mean, we can ride our bike to his house, but uh, one of our neighbors, he was a good friend of ours, but he believes in uh, the religion Hinduism. And like, he's a great kid. He doesn't do anything bad and like really good friends of ours. So like we started Oak Church when we were living in the neighborhood. He's still our neighbor. So we tell him about it and he starts actually coming to the services and like he still doesn't believe in God, but he's listening. And um, I think he prayed one time, actually, like he bowed his head. Then at like the main church, like that we all go to, he actually went to the Christmas Eve services and like him, his mom and his sister, they all went. So I feel like that was a big home run for all of us. Awesome. And you guys aren't just doing this on your own. Obviously, you're also getting other kids involved. It's a church for kids by kids. Um, So what are some of the other ways you're getting kids involved in this? Yeah, so uh, like we were saying earlier, um, my sister, Brielle, she uh, started uh, organizing all of our money and she organizes all of our money and keeps track of it and uh, makes Welcome Center cards and is uh, part of the Welcome Center. And even Little Britain, and he's in first grade. He was in kindergarten last year going into first grade, or first grade going into second grade. And so he... Um, he started bringing snacks, and he laid out, like, juice boxes and uh, pretzels and different snacks like that at the beginning of service, and everybody loved it. So it was awesome that he was getting involved in doing stuff in the church and helping out. Wow. There you go. The guys from Hope Church. It's Caden, Colin, Braden, and Wesley, uh, two sixth graders, a seventh grader, and an eighth grader, making a big difference 
Isn't it amazing? It man? is amazing. It's because, you know, I talk all the time to students about how they don't have to wait till someday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I did that for too long in my life. I thought, well, someday once I have a career in a big platform, then I'm going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And these kids are saying, no, my, my someday's right now. And they're going for it. That's right. And they're, they're just meeting in uh, Caden's backyard once a week. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Once a week. And, uh, and right now they've got, uh, I think they said like 15 to 20 kids that come on a regular basis. That is so cool. And yeah. and it's kids talking to kids, so they're talking on their level and uh, and just spreading the gospel. That that's just awesome, love it. So this is kind of what Youth Spotlight is all about. That we're gonna start with uh, with Bradley. So tell me, we got a couple minutes here before we have to go to a break. Tell me, being a youth pastor, what are some of the things that you have learned from youth? Because we always look at youth pastors are always pouring into youth, but youth pastors can learn a lot from their youth as well. What what are some things that you've learned from your youth? Yeah, man, I think just like you said, I think I, so I often learn way more from them than they do from me. Right. Man. And I'm just learning that every person in general has their own set of skills, their own set of talents and gifts that God has designed them for. Mm-hmm. And so to watch students step into those, man, there are so many students doing incredible things that I could never do right. because of their gift set and the way God's assigned them. And so that's what's so cool, I think, is just to watch how God has built his big C church yeah. and uh, and to watch students take hold of that is incredible and really inspires me. And how important is it for youth pastors to see the gifts that their students have and empower them and say, use these gifts, man? Uh, because yeah. a lot of times probably youth won't use them unless the, somebody says, hey, I see this in you. You need to you need to use that. Yeah, you know, I, I think unfortunately, a lot of times it is about here's what I have to say and what I have to share right. with you. You know, as as any leader, I think can can struggle with that of bringing something to his followers and mm-hmm. his and his people. And uh, you know, I think if you look at Jesus, the model was reversed on how can I serve you and how can I equip you and build you up. Right. And that's always my hope. Um, leading students is to say. And I'm, I just, I'm here for you as a soundboard, as someone who is, can hopefully help equip you and push you forward and serve them that way. Awesome. All right. It's Bradley Hamilton from LifeBridge Church, youth pastor there, and also now host of Youth Spotlight on. on Faith Talk Live. <laughs> we'll tell you how you can, uh, if you know some youth that should be spotlighted, uh, we can tell you how, how you can get a hold of us to uh, tell us about them in just a little bit and talk about uh, a recent trip that Bradley took with our buddy Ken Kington to go to uh, a, a youth camp and some speaking there. So we'll talk about that right after this on Faith Talk Live, the Monday edition. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is, and it's the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. Rick Probst is out today. Again, if you will uh, just be praying for his mom. She's not doing super well. Uh, She's going in for some tests tomorrow. Uh, You may know uh, she's uh, been diagnosed with cancer, and uh, so Rick's down there helping out with uh, his mom and dad. So just be keeping Rick and his uh, family in your prayers, if you would. It is the Monday edition. We've got Bradley Hamilton from LifeBridge Church here, and uh, if you missed it, we just uh, ran a new feature called Youth Spotlight. Uh, we're going to put the the video of that interview up on our Facebook page uh, a little bit later today, so you can check that out and uh, and see the kids. 6th, 7th, and 8th graders that are just doing amazing things for God. And that's yeah. kind of the basis for this whole youth spotlight that you're going to start doing. Any, any inkling of who you're going to talk to next, maybe? Man, you know, we do. We have some students coming up that are just doing awesome things, whether they're leading in their school. Um, you know, some are just 
they're leading with music. They're leading with a specific talent. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I just can't wait um, to really spotlight some of these kids doing incredible things that I think we can honestly learn a lot from. Definitely. And if you know of a youth, if you've if you got a kid or somebody in your youth group that's just doing amazing things that you think, hey, these guys should talk to them, let us know about it. You can email me directly. Uh, and my email address is dan at thefishatlanta.com or easier yet just go to our facebook page facebook.com slash faith talk live just leave me leave us a message there or send a direct message either way let us know uh, the, the kids name what they're doing and how we can get a hold of you and bradley might talk to them as well and, and spotlight them yeah. so we need to know about what your youth are doing so let us know real quick before we go on here need to let you know about celebrate freedom it's coming up september 2nd jim r miller park in marietta listen to this lineup mercy me Crowder for King and Country, Danny Gokey, Zach Williams, Holland, and so much more. Bradley, you go to yeah. Celebrate Freedom a lot. I love it. And what a lineup. Yeah. Come on. Man, bring awesome. your bring your kids out there. for If you're a youth minister, bring your kids out there or uh, just bring the family out. It's free. Uh, parking is 5 bucks if you've got the ticket, which you can get at, uh, at Ingalls. You can get the tickets absolutely free. So come on out and join us for a great time. Rick and I usually are doing the uh, interviews on the video stage. Hopefully we'll be doing that again. Knock on. So we'll get to meet the Rick and Dan. You'll get to meet the Rick and Dan. Definitely, yes. That's ticket sold right there. And if Bradley's there, you get to meet the one and only, <laughs> the Reverend Most High, Bradley Hamilton. He might be out there. We, ne- we never know. You never know. Hopefully you'll be out there. Um, all right, so let's uh, continue to talk about, you just got back just recently from a trip to Pennsylvania to do camp with our good buddy, Ken Kington, yeah. who, who brought you up there. And this is kind of the first time you've done a camp setting where you're speaking in front of, what, 400, 500 youth, how many ever it was? Yeah. Uh, and this was middle schoolers. Talk about that experience, what you learn, uh, not only from being up on stage, but learn from Ken. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was such an awesome opportunity to get to be a part of that with Ken and Ken is just one of those leaders that I'm so honored to get to learn from mm-hmm. because not only is he talented at everything, yes, yes, he <laughs> but is. he has the heart that goes with it, man, the heart for students and the way he just treats people and handles things with professionalism and love. And so it was such an honor to get to see kind of the, the back door of what happens at some of these camps right. from a guy like Ken. So, and, and for me, camp really, you know, I look back at my life and I love the camp experiences. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes they get the rep of, oh, you know, their emotional decisions or whatever. But every decision I made in life was at a camp, yeah. you know, whether it was to follow after Christ, to get plugged into my church. Um, I met Dan at, at a camp. And yeah. uh, so, you know, even called to ministry at a camp. So I really just love that environment where you can kind of step away from life for a minute, really dive into the word, get connected with friends. And so to get to play a small role um, in, in students having that experience and, and coming to see Jesus that way was so humbling and such a, an awesome opportunity. Now, you've taken kids to camp uh, a few times, your, your kids at LifeBridge. How different was it being on stage, being on that side of it, rather than being on the youth minister side of it? Yeah, well, I don't think there's much difference, you mm-hmm. know, because I love the fact that, you know, the youth pastors are the ones that are on the ground loving on their kids, you know, dealing with the difficult things. And, and so, you know, on that side, it was different because you get to get up, share the word, and then the youth pastors on the ground and those leaders, um, they're so incredible. They're the ones helping them work through and process that. Right. Um, but at the same time, man, it was just really cool to, during the day, we would just go out and hang out with them and we'd go play soccer with them and get to know That's them cool. that way. 
And, uh, man, that was just an incredible, incredible moment as well. Now, you were telling me um, the other day about a kid that you got to just kind of hang out with. Uh, I guess you went tubing or something like that yeah. and got to meet him. Tell us tell a story about how you got to meet him and kind of pour into his life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so awesome how just because you're on the stage, um, you know, these kids don't know me at all. Right. And yet um, they'll come up to me and they ask me questions and really just confide in me and um, I just got to really talk, you know, with this kid specifically, but several of them throughout the week. And uh, they just sort of said, hey, I'm facing this challenge. Hmm. And so all I have is a few moments with them. You know, they have leaders with them all the time. I only have a few moments. And so I just hopefully got to encourage them a little bit and right. say, you know, man, you're, you're gifted and, and God loves you and he's for you. And, and you know, that, that challenge here is just kind of some advice or whatever. And uh, it's so crazy how at the end of the week this kid said, man, you know, what you said that day really helped me this week Hmm. and how humbling is that that just because of a literal platform you get to speak into the students lives and uh, man it's definitely just a humbling experience very cool so anything in particular that god taught you specifically personally during that week and i think honestly that was a big piece of it it's just that you know as we go throughout our lives whether you're on a stage speaking or leading in whatever area you're in that you have a platform right and, and that people your words matter and so it's just a, a really cool opportunity wherever you're leading or speaking man just to love on people well and uh, i think that's that's all we can do something that you're big on by the way we're talking with bradley hamilton of lifebridge church uh, something you're big on is leadership and yeah. um we were talking just a minute ago about just some stuff that you've learned just reading from andy stanley uh, about about how to lead well and and to put people where their giftings are. You want to talk about that and what, what you've learned from that experience? Sure, yeah. I mean, just one of the recent things I'm on, I listen to his podcast, Andy Stanley's, and um, he's talking about right now how to um, only do what only you can do. Mm-hmm. And I really just love that concept of, man, figure out what you are just really great at and, and do that. Right. And then if you have a big weakness – don't try and tackle that. Maybe there's someone else alongside of you who's good at that thing. Mm-hmm. Bring them along in the journey. Help equip them for that. And uh, really, when you're doing that as a team, everyone's winning. And uh, so I'm loving that right now. That's that's kind of the most recent thing I'm I'm eating up. But how often do leaders think that they have to do it all because right. they're they're in charge of this? They're responsible for this. So I've got to do it all. It's got to be done my way. How often do they do that? Though? Right. So often, unfortunately, and it's usually because. You know, leaders are in that spot for a reason. They kind of see all of what needs to be done. And so Mm -hmm. it's really easy to think, well, if it's going to be done right, I've got to do it. And so let's just tackle it because it's it's a lot harder to train someone up to do something, Mm -hmm. to really spend the time and invest in someone to help them get somewhere that that takes time, effort, frustration. Right. And so it's easier to just do it yourself. But that's definitely not what's most efficient um, for the organization. And not most effective a lot of times either. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of leadership, talk to real quick about the uh, leadership podcast that you do and the most recent one that you've done with a friend of ours, Gabe Palmer. Yeah. So we actually um, it's called The Leader Project and you can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes. Um, You can find it on my website as well. BradleyHamilton.me. And um, we just started saying, you know, me and a friend of mine, both doing ministry in Atlanta, when we encounter problems because we're young leaders mm-hmm. and things that we just don't know how to tackle, we would just go out and find a leader who was doing that really well in the community and yeah. ask them questions. So we just really thought, man, let's bring a microphone along because we're having some incredible conversations, meeting some amazing leaders. And so throughout this podcast, we've just gotten to talk to people on all kind of spheres of leadership. 
And uh, man, they just have so much insight for their story and their experience. It's a great thing to listen to. But yeah, recently um, we talked to Chris Brink, yeah, who you guys Chris. have had on here, yeah. and um, he's doing a music coaching business. And uh, yeah, one's coming out soon with Gabe Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, just some incredible insight. We we put the Louie interview up there. We've had Ken yeah. Kington, Anita Renfro on it as well. And um, so some just little some known names there, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. A, just a few people. It's been awesome. And just how cool is it that they would take the time to share with us? All right. And real quick, how can folks get a hold of you again? Your, your website. My website is bradleyhamilton.me. The podcast is on there. You can contact me for speaking stuff, all of that right there. Messages and everything. Bradleyhamilton.me. Check it out. Bradley, it's always such a pleasure to Thanks have you Thanks for having on. me, man. Thanks for coming. Listen more for Youth Spotlight in the next, uh, in the coming months. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're listening to Faith Talk Live. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.